Let's read together Joshua chapter 8, verses 1 through 29. Here we have Israel's victory over Ai. Israel was first defeated at Ai, now they are victorious. Joshua chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you, and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and it will come about when they come out against us as at the first, that we shall flee before them. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city, for they will say, They are fleeing before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. Then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city. For the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it shall be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord you shall do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush, and stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning and mustered the people, and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people to Ai. And all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near. And they came before the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now a valley lay between them and Ai. So he took about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, all the army that was on the north of the city and its rear guard on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. Now it happened when the king of Ai saw it, that the men of the city hurried and rose early and went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people, at an appointed place before the plain. But he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by way of the wilderness. So all of the people who were in Ai were called together to pursue them. And they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel. So they left the city open and pursued Israel. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So those in ambush rose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city and took it, and hurried to set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. So they had no power to flee this way or that way. And the people who had fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. Now when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Then the others came out of the city against them. So they were caught in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And they struck them down so that they let none of them remain or escape. But the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness where they pursued them, and when they all had fallen by the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. So it was that all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000. 
all the people of Ai. For Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the livestock and the spoil of that city Israel took as booty for themselves according to the word of the Lord which he had commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, a desolation to this day. And the king of Ai he hanged on a tree until evening. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his corpse down from the tree, cast it at the entrance of the gate of the city, and raise over it a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Let's begin our section of Joshua chapter 8 now with some background notes. In Joshua chapter 6, we read about Israel's great victory over Jericho. Actually, we should say the Lord's great victory over Jericho. Israel never even fired a shot, so to speak. Then in Joshua 7, we read about the defeat of Israel at a little place called Ai. Israel was defeated because they were overconfident and they didn't consult the Lord for his direction. And furthermore, they had sinned when Achan, whose name means troubler, robbed some of the gold and silver of Jericho. The treasures of Jericho were to go into the treasury of the Lord. So Achan had really robbed God. Thus, Israel was defeated at Ai. It was the only defeat Israel suffered in the entire conquest. At the end of chapter 7, we saw that Israel confessed their sin and judged Achan the troubler. Now here in chapter 8, we see that God picks up the pieces and brings victory in the place of defeat. Look again at verse 2. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. What a promise. The Ai that had defeated Israel will now be defeated. And the booty that was off limits at Jericho is now free for the taking. Oh, if only Achan had waited. But he couldn't wait. He rushed ahead of God. He robbed God. And he reaped what he had sowed. Great lesson for us as well. Many times we rush ahead of God. We should wait and follow the Lord's directions. Here in chapter 8, it looks like Joshua divided his forces into three detachments. First of all, there was the 30,000 mighty men of valor that we read of in verse 3. The term 30,000 that's used here can also be translated 30 chief men. If so, these 30 commandos were sent out under the cover of darkness to a position west of Ai in order to burn the city when the people of Ai were drawn out of the city. Then the next day, Joshua moved the rest of the fighting force to a location on the north side of Ai. Then 5,000 men from this contingent were directed to take up a hidden position between Bethel and Ai. This army division would be used, of course, to help trap the army of Ai between the Israeli forces. The plan worked. The men of Ai thought that Israel had come up as before. They were drawn out of the city as Joshua's main force pretended to flee. Little did they know that they were trapped with no way of escape. Thus, Ai was conquered. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for this first section of Joshua chapter 8. Doctrinal teaching point number one. The enemy does not have the last laugh. The enemy does not have the last laugh. 
Now, you've heard the expression, he who laughs last, laughs best, right? The people of Ai probably laughed in derision when they saw Joshua and the children of Israel running away as before. But little did they know that Israel would have the last laugh. The Lord fought for Israel and turned what looked like defeat into victory. Now, here's the important point that I hope you're following. We've been saying that the battles in the book of Joshua illustrate the battles that we face in spiritual warfare. Satan is our enemy, and he tries to defeat us in the land of spiritual realities. He does not want us enjoying our spiritual blessings in Christ, and he does not want us victorious in spiritual battle. And many times, he is able to trip us up with the little AIs, but the story is not over. The enemy does not have the last laugh. God is able to pick up the pieces in our lives when we are defeated and can give us victory and continue to make something beautiful out of our lives for his glory. And according to Colossians 1.22, we know that ultimately we will be holy and blameless and beyond reproach in heaven forever. The enemy does not have the last laugh. God does. In Psalm 2, verse 4, we read, God who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. The them here includes any of the enemies of God and his people. Satan and his forces may be laughing now in derision as they are able to trip us up and cause us to be defeated. But God can and will bring victory in the place of defeat. The enemy does not have the last laugh. Doctrinal point number two. The enemy does not know the tactics of the Lord. The enemy does not know the tactics of the Lord. The pagan Canaanites of Ai were outfoxed by Joshua and the army of Israel. The enemy did not know the tactics of Israel directed by the Lord himself. They thought they knew, but they were wrong. You see the spiritual lesson that God has given us here? Satan and his forces do not know the tactics of the Lord. Satan only knows what God has revealed about his plans. Satan knows the overall strategy of God, but he does not know God's tactics until they happen in history. Satan does know he's a defeated foe. Back in the Garden of Eden, he learned that the seed of the woman would crush his head, but he didn't know how. He did not know the tactics of the Lord. At the cross, Satan really thought he had triumphed over God when the Son of God was crucified. But Satan did not know that it was through the tactic of death that he himself would be conquered and salvation would be offered to mankind. The same is true today. Satan does not know the detailed tactics of the Lord. Revelation 12, verse 12 says that Satan does know that he is only a short time, but he does not know the tactics of the Lord until they happen. Don't ever get the idea that Satan is omniscient. He only has a limited knowledge of the future. Satan only can know what God has allowed him to know. And don't get the idea that Satan can read your mind. He can read your behavior, but not your mind. 
Many times when we are defeated, Satan gloats, thinking that there is no way God can bring victory. God loves to bring victory in the place of defeat. The enemy does not know the tactics of the Lord. Practical application. Let God give you victory in your place of defeat. Let God give you victory in your place of defeat. We see from Joshua chapter 8 that God not only wants to pick up the pieces in our lives when we've suffered defeat, he wants to give us victory in the very place of our defeat. The Valley of Achor, where Israel was judged for their sin and defeat, would become a door of hope for Israel in the future, according to Hosea 2.15. What a wonderful prophecy and lesson for us. Let God give you victory in your place of defeat. Illustration. You know, back in my college days, I started to believe in theistic evolution. The idea that life came about through evolution, it's just that God started the process and guided the process. That's theistic evolution. I was wrong. I was tripped up by the enemy. I suffered defeat in my Christian life. But God is gracious and brought victory in my place of defeat. I've been deprogrammed from that brainwashing. Praise the Lord. Now I'm a strong creationist. And just as a broken bone, when healed, can be stronger, so I believe God used my defeat in this area of evolution to make me a stronger creationist. The Lord loves to do this. Let God give you victory in your place of defeat. 